Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. But why don't I start by telling you about my employment journey. So, um... First, first, like almost real job. First of all, I did social work and social administration at the university. So we used to go and do internship. It was a requirement. Every uh, end of, I think, end of the second semester between the holidays, you did internship and you had to present a report. So it was a thing where you just ask, do you have connections? You ask your friends, do you know someone who can connect me? You know, free labor sort of. And they took you on begrudgingly, like these kids from university and they gave you like the, maybe you, you deliver tea and meanwhile you're trying to take a report back that you went and practiced. I was sent to Jinja twice actually, I was in Jinja and I, I, I was learning Luganda but now I had to speak Lusoga because I was in the probation office and people came with real problems and you needed to speak in Lusoga, it didn't work out too well but I was there just to offer maybe a shoulder to cry on. Uh, ETC. I didn't earn from any of these ones any money. But the very last one in the, in the last year of my, of my university, a friend of mine then connects me to a place which I didn't think had social work in it in any way. But she sends me there. I remember what I was wearing the day I went to face the boss to ask him to allow me to do the internship. I was wearing a little brown skirt and a cream top and sort of heels, you know, trying to look serious, eh, professional, and I was really small. Uh, you have to understand that by the time I got married, I was 49 kilograms. So by then, and I had put on Kuwait. Eh? So at that point, I was smaller than that. Like some people are like, that's a goat, maybe a good fattened goat from the farm of... The, of... <laughs> anyway, so I appear, and I remember this man. By the way, if you're watching, Eric Rakama, my first real boss. My God, that man. He was so driven, he spoke and started to sweat here in the middle of his head. Like the man was energetic and he needed things quickly. So he needed to be thinking faster over than I don't know the speed of what. So I've come, I've never had a real job. I've worked in NGOs where you basically, I, don't, I can't even explain to you, but it was like death by work. Like you do, you do nothing, death by doing nothing. I find that worse than being, I would rather have a, a, a job that is almost killing me with work than one where I sit and do nothing and my brain is dying. So anyway, I show up I, and he's early. And I'm early, of course. They told me 8.30, I think. I came like, oh, I, even before 8. Like, I will not be, you know, my, I, can't, I can't fail to get this job. So I sit. He sits at his desk and he invites me to sit there. I kid you not, for two hours he said nothing to me. I'm sitting there. Two hours is a long time, you guys. From 8 to like 10 something. He's typing out at his computer. I'm sitting there. I'm wondering, should I ask this man if he's aware that I'm here? Should I be polite? What is polite to say? What is not polite to say? And he's sitting there. And then when he's done, he sort of hands me a laptop and tells me how, by the way, he, can, he doesn't tolerate nonsense here. He needs me to be hardworking. And he doesn't even know if he wants to keep me because he doesn't think I have anything I can bring to this place. But anyway, he says, I'll give you two weeks to see. I'm trying to tell him I'm here for internship. It's not even a job. It's like I'm giving you two weeks to see if we need you. So then he says, familiarize yourself and find what to do. Meanwhile, the people don't want to talk to you. I remember I tried to greet one of the ladies in the department. <laughs> she became my friend eventually, Jackie. 
And I said, hello. Then she looked around and said, are you talking to me? This is day one. I've arrived. This is animosity. I'm like, yes, I was just greeting you. She's like, eh, How do you interpret that in English? The familiarity, it stops there. Basically, please, eh, don't try talking to me. I'm not interested. Oh, wow. I, and um, I'm like, okay, so I thought maybe ladies are not the best option. I look for, there was only one man in the department. His name was Jepson. And so Jepson became my, he held my hand. I went there and asked him and he said, I'll show you what to do. And he started explaining to me. And these are systems that are completely new. And I remember that's day one. Day two, I come back again. He's not talking to me. And I said to myself, by day two, I thought to myself, this man, eh, by day three, I'm like, this man is going to want me to stay. I'm going to make myself so valuable to this organization. After two weeks, he'll tell me to continue. But after three months, he will be begging me to stay here. Like, I was like, that's my revenge. How can I be treated like this? I am, and we're learning, you know, church begins on Monday. So I'm like, I'm going to show them church. Yeah. I said, I'm going to bring my egg game. I was the most smilingest person at the reception you have ever seen. Okay? So I had my lipstick done. They were not giving you food. They did not give me any money. They didn't pay for anything. They're like, we're helping you. You pay your way here. We don't give anything. I would be there. I'm with the best attitude from morning to evening, over-enthusiastic, serving customers, whatever they tell me to do. Make tea. I make tea with joy. Like, eventually, people sort of wanted me to be in their team because I was happy to do whatever you wanted me to do. So, eventually, my boss started giving me tasks that are... And he didn't give me why. He wouldn't tell you how to do it. He would just say, I need this done. Then you have to figure it out. Then I would walk around trying to figure out what, how to do it. Learning Microsoft Word, I didn't know how to use a computer. Meanwhile, I finished university, but I had not interacted with computers much. Just, I must say. So, even turning it on, I watched to see how it's done properly. Then I went and practiced. You know, the, and there were no laptops at my home for my, where my siblings were. So, I would wait for people to leave office. Then I start trying to practice on their computers. But I remember that after about the first week, I watched and realized that this is a level playing field. That much as I don't have a degree, it doesn't matter if I have a degree yet, if I have how many years of experience, it's about what I can bring into this place and it can change things. Good enough, this is a good story. Eventually, by the time the three months ended, my boss, I had become an asset. And that's what I want to talk about today. I had become an asset, okay? He created a role that did not exist to keep me and then started paying me because my three months were over, I was moving on. But I had become an asset for the organization because I was giving and giving and excited. And for me, it was so exciting to have work to actually do. But I remember I didn't remain an asset. Eventually, I also at some point became a liability to the organization. Okay? And I remember when I became a liability, I had started underperforming. I was not bringing value anymore. I was more focused on what the organization should do for me than what I was giving to the organization. I was focused on taking, not giving. I needed to transition from being a worker at that point because I feel like I had hit a ceiling at that organization. I had, there was no more challenge for me, so I became a problem. You know, people, when you, when you, when you, you grow, then you reach a point where there's not, nothing more to do. So I had to fix figure out what to do. And I remember transitioning from being the person who did the work to coaching people to do the work. And that became the next exciting thing to do. But, but for me, today what I want to talk about is yesterday I was wondering, what is this word value? And the best thing that came to mind was to, to value is to make better, to improve, to live better than I found it. That is what value is. is to When you say that, eh, they added value to that phone, it means that they put something extra. They made it better. 
And in my mind, because we are business people and people who go to work, asset and liability come to mind. An asset is something that brings in value, okay? A liability is something that takes away value. So are you an asset or are you a liability at your workplace? Are you bringing in value or are you taking away value? And I just showed you a picture of taking away value is when I start to think, what can they do for me? I have basically reduced my, my position then to the one who receives. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. Because the giver is always master over the one who is receiving. So have you positioned yourself to be in a lower position where it's about what can the organization do for me? How can I squeeze more out of it? How can I cheat my way? How can I, find, how can I do much less than I should and still maybe not be caught? Or have you become an asset that when you're there, you're like, I'm here, I'm deployed, I'm here on behalf of the kingdom, I'm going to leave this. I'm telling you, I got to a point where I was convinced that like Joseph, the organization where I was was being blessed because of my presence. I kid you not, like I was so convinced because I was like, you know when you're giving, when you're giving so much and even you, you know, like where you know that, let me tell you, eh? I know. When I'm telling you, I left that job and they called me back a year later and I remember when I was going in, because I knew I had over-delivered, I had my rules of engagement. That's a good position to be in. I was like, first of all, I don't work weekends. They said, no problem. Before, I had been working weekends and I had no say. Said, secondly, uh, my team, you have to increase their pay. They were paying them about 350,000 shillings at the time and I asked for them to go to at least 700,000, which was almost double. He looked at me, I said, I'm telling you, my team can't earn that because then I can't hire the best people and I'll deliver bad results. Okay, done. Um, okay. Um, I thought to myself, what else? They have to take leave. Okay, no problem. I said, can I come in and we put these things in writing? Yes. And we went and put these things in writing. And, and you know, for me, what that said to me is that when you've given value, it's recognized. And then you're able to add value to others. Because then you're not only seeking for your good, but you can also transform the lives of other people. But like I told you, I've not always been the perfect employee. I have had my moments when I had like a whole maybe six months of just being a liability. Where you show up to clock in, you do the bare minimum and you go home. And you complain about everyone. I was that employee also before. So I know how it can be on both ends. But then are you a taker or a giver? Are you subtracting or adding value? When you leave, will they be relieved? Or will it be a real loss of an asset to the organization? When you're leaving, will it be, uh, will it be that they're saying, what, where are you going? What can we do to keep you? Or will it be that they've been wondering how to fire you? You know, friends, being an asset doesn't mean, it's not about how long you've served in a position. Just because you've been there 15 years, doesn't mean that you're an asset. You might be a thing that has been there for so long they don't know how to move it. And you know when you're an asset, you know it. You also know. Because when we are giving our best, we know it. We know it. When we are serving from our hearts, we know it. When we are not, we also know it. Because God put on the inside of us a sort of thing that, that helps you to stay in check. Because he put in us the, the desire to give, the desire to dominate, the desire to be the best, the desire to excel. And so when we are not, we know it. Your levels of joy are, are, are a measure of if you're giving your best where you are. When you're not, there's not much joy going on. 
today I want us to look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. Say, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. God's word will bear fruit in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Today as I teach, God is going to confirm some things to some of you. Things that he has already been awakening you to. Some of you, God is going to expose the plots of the enemy where you've become the complainer, the grumbler, the, the unhappy one, the one who is trying to take. God is going to expose what the enemy is trying to do to take you off from what, why he sent you there. And some of you, God is going to give you instruction. First Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things, this is the end of the matter, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to him belong glory and the dominion forever and ever. So let's go to the first verse, verse 10. As each one has received a gift. That kakoma, let's first stop at that comma. First of all, you must recognize that you have value. You cannot give value if you don't think you have value. If you got into that organization out of just maybe desperation, they ask you, what can you do? Anything, just something, anything. And by the way, even business owners, that business is employing you. So we are, we are not only talking to those who are who don't necessarily have a stake in the business. Both of us, those who own the business and those who are simply, you know, adding value in a space where God has called you to. That first of all, you have value. Each one has value as each one has received a gift. Every one of us has something that is a genius, something that we do better than most. And that thing is what differentiates you even in the workplace. When you don't know what that is, your work then is to figure it out. And how do you figure it out? You try out all sorts of things. You try out different roles until you find out that my thing maybe is not administration. Mine is more of people. My thing maybe is innovation. That what is it that you bring to the table that differentiates you, that when you're in a space, they know that you bring value there. What value do you bring? There's a, there's a person who, she's called Astaway. She worked at, 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 the, at the job where I was. The thing about this woman was, by the time she came to where, where I worked, she was the country manager. She was not yet even 30 years old, but they had moved her to different countries. They would take her to a country for three years. Her, her, her thing was that she got dying organizations and then made them thriving in three years, put systems in place and left to the next place. They moved her from continent to continent with her family because the thing she brought was that she had the capacity she was strategic she had she delivered both relationship and results she came in and she could see the finances the people put them in order build systems empower leaders and leave she had the, she knew everyone knew her value so people were, when they were high head hunting her they knew that this is a woman who when you take somewhere she brings dead things back to life what do you do better than most and get great results for are you there to take or to give are you there to be paid or to give value? So what, what, what value do you bring? What value are you bringing today? What value are you bringing this week at your organization, this month? What value are you saying, I must move this thing from here to there? I must make it better. I must leave it better than I found it. What value do you bring where you are right now? As each one has received a gift, each one of us has value. And of course, when he says received, received, it means someone has given you that gift. Let me tell you one of the things that is going to help you to add value where you are. Pursue the giver of the gift. The times when I was a liability in my, in, in my places of work and the times when I was disconnected from God. 
I have found that when I'm connected to God in terms of my work, where I actually engage God in my workplace, I add more value than when I, I start to see this as a thing that is where I get a salary to sustain myself. But when I have the mentality that I am deployed, it's a, I remember a time when, again, I told you that I didn't know how to use computers. So at some point after working and being able to understand things, I, I got to a point where I needed to create systems. Now, customer service creating systems for to be able to measure things, they didn't exist. I, I couldn't find anywhere where someone had these systems. So we had to create them from scratch and we're all told in the different countries, create something. Guys, I used to stay up asking the Holy Spirit to show me how to use Microsoft Excel. My husband says, I am so good at Excel and I keep telling him because the Holy Spirit taught me. I would sit there and say, Father, show me. How do you, if I wanted to do something like this, how do I do it? And I'm telling you, of course it wasn't like I would hear a voice telling me, put equals, punch this, over times what? No, but like it would be such here try the other. You know, look at this. Um, oh, so this is what this means. So this is what, and guys, like in three months, I had knowledge of Excel that I would not have had before. But the amazing thing was that our center became a center of excellence because of engaging God. When the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, He will teach you all things. He can teach you how to, how to do your accounts better. He can teach you how to excel at innovation. He can teach you how to excel at customer care. He can teach you how to excel at what? Whatever it is. What is your job? He can show you things to come. Engage the giver of the gift. Engage God. Pursue relationship with the giver. When you look at Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do the following. Recognize that the spirit of the Lord is upon you because he has anointed you to do what you're doing at your workplace. What is it to, to, to be the best receptionist? What is it to be the best accountant? What is it? What is it that God has anointed you to do right now where you are? To be the best farmer, to be the best manager, to be the best sweeper, to be the best toilet cleaner. I'm telling you where they hire you until we now have a, a, a whole company for cleaning toilets. What is it that the Lord has anointed you to do? What has God anointed you to do? He says he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You have been sent on a mission. Do you know what God has anointed you to do? Are you actively involving God in your work? And then, he, and then let's go back to, again, uh, 1 Peter 4.10. He says that minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let me tell you, friends, do you want to be exceptional and add value where you are? Serve. Serve. There are so many opportunities for service. This boss of mine who I had, everyone used to, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm here, I'm not one of those people who's saying I was the best, they were all the worst. No, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, guys. People hated this guy. And he knew it. If he's watching right now, he can confirm it. He knew. They hated him. Do you know why? Ugandans, I'm a Ugandan, but we, we were a bit more slow. Maybe we've become quicker. This guy was from Kenya. He did not understand our culture. So they saw him as a slave driver. Why? He required results. And he was not polite about it. He required results. He told me, don't come to me with a problem. Because I would come to him and tell him, I've realized this ever is not working. He's like, so? I'm like, as in, so you fix it, you're the boss. He looked at me and said, don't you ever come to my desk with a problem unless you have three solutions. Never. So do you know what happened? I never went to his desk. Yeah, with a problem. I would, rather, I would actually go and tell him, so these are the options we have. We could try this, we could try this, we could try this. So what do you think is the best? I'm like, I think this is the best. He said, okay, then do it. 
I would never, I, I had to start writing him letters. So he would, I would be like, we need you to write a letter to the customer. He's like, I don't have time to write letters. You draft it. And then at times when I would remind him, please, you need to send an email. Please, you need to send an email. He's like, uh, you better do something about that. Okay. So I would draft the email, send it to him and say, uh, have you seen the email I've drafted? Now, copy, paste it in your email. I'm standing here, sir. Put your name at the bottom. Click send. Thank you so much. You understand? Like, he taught me to think solutions. One time, he asked me for a phone number that we could not find anywhere, you guys. There was some kabuku that we had there that you'd look for phone numbers. He told me, by 3 p.m., I need that phone number. I don't care where you get it. Let me tell you. I called friends. I called family. I Googled. We found the phone number. But what was he doing is that he was teaching me to think, to serve, to figure out, to when I think of a problem, I think, oh, how can I serve? As opposed to, somebody needs to fix it. Who is that somebody? If you found the problem, you should fix it. Because you had, you're the one who saw it. You should fix it. But for many of us, I do exactly what, what is my job description? Ah, that's not in my job description. A tea, tea spilled on the computer. It's not my JD. If the computer has died, it's not my job description. As in, you know what happens when that's the attitude you will never grow? Because if, if your attitude is where there's a problem, I can fix it. I could help with that. I could help with that. You're growing. You're becoming an asset. You're becoming the one who your boss runs to when he knows that there is a problem. He knows there's someone who always has solutions. But they also know the one who's always crying and pointing out all the problems in the organization. We had a girl like that. I recommended her, unfortunately. I'll never forget it. I recommended her on a recommendation of someone else. Don't do it. Don't recommend people you don't know because someone you trust said they can be trusted. I brought this girl into the organization. She became a pain. You know the quickest way to become a liability? Become a pain. A pain in the behind of your organization. This girl brought such a storm in the organization to the point that we had to get people from South Africa to come and visit because they thought things were falling apart. She complained. She sued. She was always looking for what to get basically from the organization. And she delivered no results whatsoever. But she made it so difficult for her to be fired because she had laws. She knew law. But let me tell you, when she left, it's like she was blacklisted. Everyone would, hey, don't touch her. Oh, you know, you become that person. Oh, that one, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. Minister, look for opportunities to serve. There are so many opportunities to serve where you are right now. There are so many. Where are the gaps that you've seen that God has given you the capacity to see? Now fix them. Become a person who adds value. What, where have you seen gaps? One of the people... Uh, that I really admire in the, in the area of, of serving beyond what, what they are supposed to. Dennis Amoko, you guys know him. He's one of the pastors at Worship Harvest. He gives a hundred and something percent. Like, Dennis is always available to serve. He will say yes. He will ask questions. He will, but then the, the problem with Dennis sometimes is that he doesn't know how to let other people serve. He will do 25 jobs at a go. He, I think he's getting better. But usually, yeah, 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 you'll find that the man is dealing with a hundred things at a go, and so he looks really overwhelmed. But he's always willing to serve, and guess how you know people who love to serve? They will do the work that is not very glamorous. They'll be willing to take on the tasks that are not very exciting. You know, willing to serve, a willingness to serve makes you stand out. All of us who work with Dennis, we know that he's an asset. We know he's a person, if you had an organization, you'd want to hire him. You'd want to steal him. If you are headhunting, let me tell you, some of you know that even if you were you and you were headhunting, you would not hire yourself. 
Like, hey, I'm aware if I was head hunting, I would bypass myself because oh, yeah, 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 I'm so bad. Like, even you, you're aware. But somehow you think your boss, I've served 25 years, he should promote me. To what? And for what? What value are you bringing to the organization? Are you serving? Service promotes. That's what Jesus taught us. He said that if you want to be the greatest, serve. Service promotes, service promotes, service promotes. And service is not just service. He says that minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He's saying, first of all, for me what I see there is harness. Let's go to the next verse. Maybe verse 11 sort of talks about it a little bit better. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If you minister, do it with the ability that God supplies. What I hear there is don't just deliver. Over deliver. Give excellently. What I hear here is find your thing and then be so good at it. Let me tell you, I have been doing coaching and speaking for a few years and I really relied on talent for a while. But let me tell you guys, at some point talent runs out. And everyone can tell that you're still giving the same stuff you've always been giving. When was the last time you read up on the area where you are serving right now? Have you read up on great administrators? Administrators. Have you read up on how to speaking? Have you read up on communication, marketing, whatever it is that you that you your area of 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 of, of deployment? Have you honed your skill? Last week Jeremy said that gift plus time equals skill. Skill is when you make something even better. What is it that you're developing right now? What skill are you honing? What, what course are you taking on? Where are you being coached and trained and sharpened to do better than you're doing? And it's not up to your boss to do that for you, I tell you, no. Don't ask, the organization has not sent us for trainings. If you need a training, go find it. You're adding value to yourself and then you'll be more valuable. Where, where is it that innovate and offer solutions, okay? God supplies the ability, but he will not sharpen it without your participation. So don't be passive about your skill. The gift is the value added to, uh, the gift is, is the value God gives you. The skill is when you add value to that gift that God has given you. So what are you doing to sharpen your value in your place of employment? Angela is gifted. I remember when, uh, when Angela, I met Angela when I joined Worship Harvest and she had this sweet silky voice. When I met her, I remember her singing. Angela went to South Africa, I don't know, for two years? Four years? She came back and she was skilled. She was not just gifted anymore. The girl sang and I was like, who is that person? What had happened is that she had got into a community of people who were really bigger than her, as great as, and then she started to do her drills even more and then also explore her voice even more. Timothy, many of you like to hear him serenading you on the keys. This man puts in hours every week of just practice for no one, no one is watching. That is skill. Have you guys seen how Pastor Moses' teaching has been has sort of exploded? Yeah. This year has been explosive, and you know it if you've been listening to him for years. He was always good and gifted. He could wing it. You just pick him, he comes, yeah, 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 yeah. He comes and you all be scattered. You're like, hey, yeah, yeah, that, that word was so deep. But something happened. First of all, the amount of word that he has been taking in. But also, I have known Pastor Moses for many years. He used not to write his sermons. He writes them. They are so clear. He has a certain clarity. He teaches now. There was someone who was telling me, man, I don't know what has happened to Pastor Moses. He says, but when I listen to him, I feel like my brain is sort of 
like getting disco, disco, what, what one of those words he says, discombobulated. That's a word he says. I don't know what it means, but it sounds like it's being scattered. But you know what happened? Is that the man has added skill to his gifting, and you can tell. There's a level where you cannot go to in your workplace with just gifting friends. Maybe they hired you because you are gifted. But now show them that you're an asset, that beyond skill, there is gift, that beyond gifting, there is skill. Even the Bible talks about calling the skilled musicians, not the gifted musicians. Gifting is not enough. You know so many gifted people who will not step on any platforms. If you go and read about people like Beyonce and find out how much they practice, they rehearse, what they eat, the routines they go through. From the age of five, she would run while singing. That's why she can dance while singing and her voice sounds stable. That is skill, my friend. You don't get it because God gifted you and dropped it from heaven. What gifting do you have that they hired you for now? Please sharpen it. Become such an asset because you're adding value. What job have you been given? Can you now show your boss that, let me tell you, I know you told me to do this, but I've also seen this. There's more. There's more. There's more. I can even add here. I can, I've seen this gap here. Now some of you think, eh, won't I be stepping on other people? No. He says if you speak, speak as the oracles of God. If, you, if, you, if you're a marketeer, market as God would market. Spend time figuring out how can I do my job better? How can I serve this company better? How can I make sure that by the time I leave, they will say, there was a woman who came here. There was a man who worked here. Her name was so-and-so. I tell you, it's a good thing to know that you left an organization and they still wanted you. And that six years later, they still talk about you. That's what I want. I've been, I've been blessed to have only worked in two places, here in Worship Harvest and where I worked before. But I tell you something, that's why I always talk about only one workplace. To date, I left seven years ago. I am still, I, if I went back, they would give me the job. And that's a good thing. But the thing is, I don't know if I would be able to perform at that level. I hope I would, or better. But I think I've added so much value to myself that I can be able to add value there. Guys, serve with excellence. Surpass the standards and the expectations. Don't just deliver. The Bible says, yes, over deliver. Proverbs 22, 29 says, show me, do you see a man who does what? Is it a man who is gifted in his work? Or a man who shows up to work? No. Do you see a man who excels, who exceeds expectations, who does more than is required? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. It's not about how much time you've worked there. Do not become entitled. Me, I've been here eight years. I guess this season has showed us that we, we may not be as essential as we thought we were. Do you know what makes you an essential worker? The value you bring to the organization. That even when they're saying we need to release people, therefore they have to be like, there's no way we can release this one. Because it's not even about the job they do, it's the value they bring to the organization. And you and I can be those people. And lastly, be a team player. One is too small a number to achieve greatness. Don't be that person who, yes, you're bringing value, but you're killing your friends while at it. That you must step on everyone's toes, back, head, and bottom to go to the top. Understand that when others thrive, you become explosive as well. That when you help others to thrive, figure out if your friend is always struggling with something which you know how to do well, help them. When the whole team shines, you shine better. When everyone shines, we all sh- like you. There's more, there's room. There's room for everyone. You don't need to be the only one who is so good. You can all be so good and become this explosive. Do you guys remember that? I don't know what they were called. I think they were called the, the what? This, the, the, the Arsenal team which went a whole season without the Invincibles. That entire team, you would touch everyone and all of them are just stars. 
And you know what? As a team, they were explosive. Everyone's strengths were helped, helped to cover the weakness of the other. So do I recognize and celebrate the value that others bring? Because when everyone on the team is at their best, you will thrive too. And of course, do it all to the glory of God. What does Colossians 3.17 say? Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. And verse 22 and 24 say, Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance as you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, what is to add value, to make better, to improve, to live better than I found it. Are you a liability or an asset? Are you a taker or a giver? Are you subtracting or adding value? When you leave, will they be relieved? Or will it be a loss of an asset? Make it better. Live it better. What will you be remembered for? What will you be remembered for? Be remembered as an asset, the one who came and left things better. Differentiate yourself. Hang out with the egos, the ones who also want to fly. Be the person who leaves a mark and they say a son of God passed by this organization. And because of them, we were left better. Even if you're working in a prison like Joseph, you can leave it blessed. Even if you're working in Potiphar's house, you can leave that place blessed. So, are you an asset? You can make yourself an asset. You have the blessing already working in you. You can, be a, you can be an asset in that organization. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. I thank you that today, Lord, you've put a light on areas in our work uh, um, ethic where you want us to be better, to represent you well, where you want us to be promoted, where you want us to shine, our light to so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify you. Lord, may you remind us when we are, fa when we are falling short and help us to arise that we may be the ones who leave the places better than we found them, that add value in Jesus' name. Amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.